Welcome to the Eat This, Not That podcast, brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy. Hi, everyone. And this episode is all about tackling one of the things that almost anyone I speak to these days are really thinking about and saying that they're trying to cut back on. Carbs. Yep. And nobody said losing weight was easy, of course, but a lot of us make it harder than it has to be, especially when it comes to cutting carbs, right? It's just like, it's one of those things that weighs on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our favorite foods are carbs. So when you think about like, I'm gonna, I gotta get rid of carbs, all I think about is I gotta get rid of pizza. Pizza, I gotta pasta, get rid of bread, yeah, I gotta get all rid my of favorites, bread, right? Yeah, and you don't, you don't have to get rid of it. And you shouldn't think in elimination terms because that, that always backfires. It never works well. So just because you're looking to slim down doesn't mean you have to torture yourself. And you don't have to remove all this stuff cold turkey either. That's that's never a great plan of attack, by the way. Not only is it possible to, to cut too much, actually, and deprive yourself of energy because that's what carbohydrates are, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you get through your day. And if you're exercising, you definitely need carbohydrates. Or if you just have like a very active lifestyle, maybe it's not, you know, maybe you work a very kind of like manual labor type of job or you're on your feet a lot during the day or you're walking a lot like you need energy you need to kind of get feel. through that and, and carbs are important there so you you want to be careful of just ditching carbs cold turkey or, or eliminating it too much yeah everything in moderation right absolutely and the best way to win the carb battle really it's just to keep it simple incorporate healthy hacks you know a little bit at a time to get yourself used to life with less of the starchy stuff you don't need drastic measures we promise right. promise <laughs> just a few of these simple steps we've rounded up that'll push you towards progress with changes you can really handle right now have you ever have you ever dealt with cutting carbs have you have you ever had like the carb cutting moment in your life yes i've never gone cold turkey like like you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, I think everything in moderation. But I know that when I limit carbs or I'm smarter about the carb choices I make, um, I feel, you know, just a little tighter, a little less bloated. I, I definitely feel it. So day to day now, I, I don't load up on the carbs mm -hmm. usually. Just, you know, once in a while. But what about you? I've done the same thing. Um, it was a while ago. And it's just, you know, look, I feel like we go through these cycles where, you know, we get these these food villains that mm -hmm. are, are thrown up on the, the wanted poster at the, at the supermarket or in the health food stores, right? And it's like fats, yeah. carbs, <laughs> yeah. sugar, you know, and like that's the villain of the moment and you avoid it at all costs. And, and you know, look, at the end of the day, Everyone thought fat was the problem. So everybody was eating low fat products. And what mm -hmm. they didn't realize is like, you remove the fat and what do you pile in? Sugar. Sugar, artificial, everything. Right. Yep. So fat really wasn't the problem that it, that it, it's a problem, but not as big of a problem, right? It's not an easy target. And carbs is, is the same kind of thing. What you really want to focus on and what I learned after trying to cut back on carbs significantly is I was really having those, those kind of energy issues. Mm -hmm. Um, so I really started to, to change my focus and focus not, not so much on carbs, but on refined carbs. Yes, absolutely. Right? Learn how to, how to read a nutrition label. And even though something might say it's made with whole grains or something is whole wheat, mm -hmm. if it's not 100% whole wheat, if you look at the nutrition label and that, that first ingredient is still, is still enriched wheat flour, yep. well, guess what? If it's enriched, it means something has been stripped away from it. So that's not really whole grain. That's not really what you're looking for. That means it's refined. So, you know, as we as we kick into these, just keep keep that in mind. Like, don't you don't have to run away from your favorite products. Be a little smarter about reading the labels. Look at the ingredients. Stay away from things that are overly processed or refined. Now, if you love pizza as much as I do, and, <laughs> and I do as well. I do love pizza. You know, again, like it's one of those foods where you hear cutting carbs, and that's what you think about. You don't have to ditch pizza, but ditch the deep dish, right? Because you want to cut down on, on the crust because that's where all the carbs are. By going for a thinner crust, you get the taste that you love without sacrificing the unnecessary amount of carbs to get it. And not only that, 
but you'll also be reducing your refined white flour consumption that I was just talking about, right? You kind of tamp that down by, by having a thinner crust. And this primary crust ingredient, which is the refined flour, uh, makes it onto the list of the 22 worst carbs in America, according to the Eat This, Not That team. So it's definitely something you kind of want to leave in the box. Yeah. Oh, and I make pizza at home, mm-hmm. so I know exactly what's going in it. I can make the crust as thin as possible. I have a pizza stone. It gets nice and crispy. Load on lots of veggies, healthy toppings, and you still are satisfying that pizza craving that I think I'll never not have in my life, but just do pizza smarter. And there's alternative crust too, right? Yeah. For if you're, if cauliflower you're super crust. adventurous, you go cauliflower-based crust, um, which I have not tried, so I'm not going to say like definitely go go that yeah. route. Like for, for me, like we like a thin crust pizza anyway. There's mm-hmm. a place called Colony Grill in Fairfield where we live. It has a really thin crust pizza. And the other key tip here too is... Load up the toppings, like yeah. load up the veggies, because that means less cheese. Less cheese, exactly. So now you've got less cheese, less saturated fat. You've got a thinner crust, so you've got less carbs. You're loading in veggies. You have your pizza, and you have no guilt. And the, and the boys love it, I'm sure, too. If you make a healthy pizza, they're still eating pizza. Yeah. they You know, they like uh, black olives. Oh, wow. Right? That's adventurous That's for young bad. ones. Yeah. So, there you go. These are great tips, by the way. Before we get to those, Bob's Red Mill makes it possible to eat healthy and cook delicious food. And this is really important for me, not just because I think about what I fuel my body with, especially when it comes to carbs, Mm -hmm. by the way, but I think about the foods that I'm feeding my boys who definitely need carbs and lots of them, um, as well as, as, you know, what goes in the rest of our family and to make everybody feel energetic and healthy and full and, you know, happy after after they eat a meal. You know, if you or someone you know has a gluten allergy or celiac disease, all Bob's Red Mill's gluten-free products are processed in a 100% gluten-free facility to ensure no cross-contamination. So that way you can feel safe and confident with your sensitivities or the sensitivities of your family members or friends. It doesn't matter if you're catering to a paleo, gluten-free, or vegan diet. With Bob's Red Mill, you're not just getting quality. You're getting flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing. So what are you waiting for? Visit bobsredmill.com today. Now, over 80% of people think life insurance costs double what it actually costs. Not only that, almost 100% of people think buying life insurance is a pain in the neck. The truth is, a healthy 35-year-old can get a half a million dollars in coverage for less than 30 bucks a month. And getting life insurance doesn't have to be complicated because there's Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare life insurance online. In just five minutes, you can compare quotes from the top insurers to find the best policy for you. Policy Genius has helped over 4 million people shop for insurance and placed over $20 billion in coverage. And they don't just make life insurance easy. They also compare disability insurance, renter's insurance, and health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. So if you've been thinking about getting life insurance, go to policygenius.com. It's the easy way to compare the top insurers and find the best policy for you. You'll be saving time, money, and most importantly, hassle. And it's free. Policy Genius, because comparing life insurance doesn't need to be a pain in the neck. Hi, this is Jim Miller. Available now, Origins, Chapter 5, Sex in the City, present at Creation. Featuring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Noth, and others from the seminal series, now marking its 20th anniversary. The first day of production of the series, I walked a couple blocks to the set, and I never looked back. We're going to throw a spotlight on the show's earliest days in an effort to understand how it all got started and some of the craziness from there. Sometimes women are having sex that's really horrible and that they don't even want to be having. You know, it was a shock to the system and a lot of the critics were just like, what the heck is this? I mean, the whole Mr. Big thing has got real leg to it, (laughs) for better or worse. 
Join us for Origins Deep Dive into Sex in the City, the story behind the show that revolutionized the adult sitcom and reimagined the eternal search for lust and, of course, love. They were like, let's just make a show. If we all are happy, we'll do more. Get it now on Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Another one of our hacks, we would just say wrap it up. Um, you already put lettuce in your burgers and tacos, so why not use one of the crisp leaves to hold everything together? Throw out those buns and shells the next time you start grilling, and you'll be ridding yourself of the 20 grams of carbs found in a single Pepperidge Farm hamburger bun or the 24 in a Mission Flour tortilla. And since there's only one single gram of carbs in the entire cup of lettuce, your simple swap will go a long way. Like, how, do you ever do this? I've tried it I, every now and then. I can't mm-hmm. go. I can't go full bore with this because yeah. if I'm having a burger, I, I kind right, of like to toast the bun on the grill. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but I also don't eat burgers like every day of the week or right. even multiple days of the week. So it's it's a once in a while kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have tried uh, the lettuce wrap. I've tried it more so when I'm out because I don't just go buy like the the big kind of. Wrap, you know, lettuce leaves that you would need uh-huh. to do this because yeah, the head I've got lettuce, all yeah, yeah. I've got all this stuff. And I'm like, what am I gonna do with it? I guess I gotta make a salad. Um, but I've tried it when went out, and it's you know what's nice about it is is you get that kind of crisp crunchiness mm-hmm. that you don't get from a bun, um, and you don't. I didn't miss the bun so much, but it, again, not a regular habit for me. Yeah, I do like lettuce wraps. You know, not a hamburger or a taco per se, but if you're actually just whipping up some chicken with some vegetables and nuts and putting it in a wrap, like, you know, Asian inspired, it's really good like that too. Yeah. Thanks. And I, I could see more for like a taco kind of thing too, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just like easier to kind of hold the bottom, like the burger you feel like on all yeah, sides. I like don't do that kinda, with my burger. But that's okay. But some people do. Right. So try it. And here's another good tip. And another fear when it comes to cutting carbs is, like we said at the top, pasta, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting all this. Well, I'm talking about pizza and pasta. I'm like, <laughs> I'm know, like you Debbie, have all the hard Debbie ones. Downer. <laughs> um, but pasta is, is something that, that people like fret over. And, and you don't have to because you can look, pasta at the end of the day, to me, pasta is just the vehicle for like the sauce and the yep. stuff that's in it, right? That's, that's all it is for the most part. Unless it's like really good homemade pasta, then just roll with that. That's fine. But you don't have to kind of give up the creamy, delicious pasta, you know, or worry about cutting it completely out of your life. You know, what if you didn't have to wave goodbye to all your favorite wavy noodles? You can purchase a spiralizer, some ripe zucchinis, and boom, spiralize your, your own pasta noodles with the zucchini. And then you can put, you know, your mom's special meat sauce recipe on top of that. And I'll almost guarantee you, you would you will barely notice the difference because you're really focused on the sauce and, and that's where all the flavor is. The other thing, and, and if you don't want to go the route of buying a spiral, we talked about this on the Best Frozen Foods uh, episode. Um, there are really great... I think Green Giant. Yeah, Green Giant. Right, all the different pre spiralized uh, zucchini and beets and sweet potatoes and mm-hmm. squash. So you don't have to kind of actually do the labor aside from just heating something up and using that. And then also, you know, we've talked about in other episodes the pulse based pastas, right? The chickpea, uh, the black bean, the lentil pastas. Again, those are all great ways not only to to cut back on carbs at a place where it's really easy to cut back and you don't feel like you're giving up anything, but also add protein and fiber to your diet, yeah, which is also those. really really important. Banza, chickpea, mm-hmm. those are my favorite noodles, uh, other than traditional noodles, of course. Um, another fear for many when it comes to carbs is bread. Um, it's hard to li- imagine yeah. a life without bread, right? I know it is I for can't. me. I can't. I could never give up bread. I could never give up There's bread. There's just no way. I'm Italian. It's just not in my blood. But um, it's a good thing that you don't have to. 
there's a way to keep your beloved bread products in your life, even if you're carb cutting. So the next time you're at the grocery store, look out for thinner slices. They have bagel thins mm -hmm. and Arnold's sandwich. The Arnold's makes sandwich thins. True to their name, they provide a base for your favorite breakfast and lunch staples while slashing carbs and calories. And we use these at our house. Right? Yeah. I, we get the, uh, the the cinnamon raisin bagel thins mm -hmm. and uh, and we've used the sandwich thins as well. And these these are great because also it's like sometimes it's too much bread. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, oh, it's like chewy and it's just like, and what I, what I like about the thinner breads, especially like those, those Arnold uh, sandwich thins that you talked about is that the focus is where it should be which is on the ingredients what's inside. in between the bread mm -hmm. right it's not it's not about the bread um so that's really good because it really keys you in on like what you're eating how it tastes and and stacking up even more and it feels like a really big sandwich because you've got tiny bread yeah exactly so go thin it'll help you get thin right and and here's another one that that you've talked about before so i know you're going to like this you know if you're worried you know we talked about pasta if you, you know rice is another one rice is, an, is another thing that you, you know people worry about when they when they're because it's it's such an easy staple right you throw mm -hmm. rice in, in so many different meals and you know no rice no problem it's not a big deal for a tasty side that meets that your carb cutting standards to to take place of your rice go with cauliflower rice Right, and this is yeah. something that you you, I you lean regularly. on a lot. Yep. And the chopped veggie, it looks the same, has the same similar texture as as white rice, but the comparisons stop right about there because it's nutrient rich and low carb. You're free to go for seconds without worrying about your waistline. Mm -hmm. And I, I load up on cauliflower rice. You can eat so right. much of it, and you feel full, but you don't get that post rice bloat. Like you know mm -hmm. how like mm -hmm. a little bit, like an hour after you eat a lot of grain rice you're just like oh yep. you know it's like sinking into the couch you don't get that with yep. the cauliflower rice i love it and another thing that like, like the uh, spiralized veggies mm -hmm. another thing you can find in the freezer section so freezer it, and fresh like right? a lot of so when it comes to full, convenience so it's just like super convenient you don't have to worry about like like grinding up your own cauliflower yes. rice which i did once it. and my kitchen was a disaster right. after that so never again we, we need to see that video yeah <laughs> Another thing in the morning, if you make smoothies mm -hmm. and you drink, that's a big one. Yeah, I mean, I love smoothies. I Especially drink them this a lot. time, like it's it's warm right now, yep. and that's all I can think about is like where my next smoothie is coming from. Nice cold smoothie in the morning. So if you drink a green smoothie in the morning, it's a great move, and we applaud you for your efforts. However, there's always room for improvement. But you never really think about all the carbs you're chugging when you dump a bunch mm -hmm. of frozen fruit into your blender. But the sugars found in your favorite fruit acts as carbs in your body. So just start by tweaking the ratio a little bit. You know, swap some of that fruit out for veggies like spinach, carrots, kale for a lower carb smoothie. Right. Like I throw a ton of spinach and kale into my smoothies with some fruit and it still tastes delicious. You're still yeah. getting the fruit. You're not drinking just veggies. And here's here's a tip on that, by the way. So this is something that I started doing is I, I changed the way I was stacking my blender for mm -hmm. a smoothie. So I put the fluid in first, yep. logically. And then, so then I would start to put the fruit in, especially like the frozen fruit, thinking that I wanted it down by the blender blade. Yeah. I started to put the spinach or the kale in first because then you, you really kind of jam it in there. You push it down in there. You get yeah. more in there. There's less room for those kind of sweets. So you can still do half a banana, frozen banana. You can still, I do frozen mango and then, you know, maybe a uh, tablespoon of some natural peanut butter. Peanut butter, butter yep. Almond butter. And that's plenty sweet enough for me, but there's, there's so much, um, and some protein powder mm -hmm. uh, you have to top, top that off. There's so much spinach in there. It blends up so easily. You, you hardly taste, taste it. it. Yeah. And it's just like, it, it 
eats up the volume that those sweets would. Mm -hmm. So just rethink how you're stacking your blender on that front. And you know you're packing so many nutrients too mm -hmm. with all that spinach, for sure. And it's gonna keep you fuller for longer too, right? Like mm -hmm. what I'm surprised is when I make a, a, a smoothie like that, you know, especially with the peanut butter, which adds a little bit of, of healthy fats, and then you've got the fiber and the protein in there, you're, you're good for a couple hours. Yeah, it's definitely. not like you're having a smoothie and like an hour later you're going to buy a sandwich. Another great tip, um, you know, we talked about bread. I love pita bread. But when it comes to, you know, pita bread and hummus, which is, you know, all in all, not, not bad, right? right? It's a good snack. But if you're looking to cut back carbs, um, go, to, go to crudite, right? Get the veggies out again. Again, any way you can add veggies to your table, to your plate, to your belly, to your, your daily diet, it's always a good idea unless you're like really like drowning them in like ranch dressing or something right, like right. that, then, then it's like there, there's a line. Um, but, you know, you don't need to take a spoon and, and kind of like, you know, be careful on your plate. Like just grab a veggie, grab some hummus and just like scoop that thing up. And it's that's a vehicle, a great again, it's a, again like it's, get, just shovel, shovel the hummus in. It's fine. It's, if it's good hummus, natural, like not too many, again, look at the ingredients, mm -hmm. make sure there's not too many, too many preservatives, too many ingredients on there. Um, or make your, make your own. It's not that hard. It's chickpeas and, and a processor, right? A little bit, of, a little bit of oil. So load up on the veggies, swap it out for your pita chips. You won't notice a difference and you'll cut back on carbs. Yeah. And I love the crunch too. Right. Of the veggies for sure. Another great tip is to mix up your milk. Mm -hmm. We talked about this on a previous podcast, but mm -hmm. everyone knows that milk alternatives like soy, almond, and coconut are great choices for those with a lactose intolerance. But what you might not have known is that these other options tend to have much lower levels of carbs because they're missing out on the milk sugar, lactose. Lactose, right. So we suggest starting small, like we mentioned in our other podcasts, if you're not mm -hmm. used to alternative mix milks, just try one in your coffee or in your cereal in the morning, and you never know. You might even prefer it over regular milk. And to me, like, look, like I said on, on when we talked about the, the non-dairy milks, kind of the way they were taking over on a previous episode, with me, it's like because, because I'm, I do eat a good amount of carbs in my diet, right? Because I, I do exercise a lot. It, it tends to be endurance-based exercise, long mm -hmm. bike rides, long runs. So I know I need the carbs in my system. So I'm not going away from carbs. So this is a way for me. I've switched to, to almond milk. Yep. Um, and so when I'm, when I'm having, you know, my oatmeal in the morning or muesli in the afternoon or even with my smoothies, it's almond milk. So, so I'm not getting the, the lactose, the sugar, the, the bloat that I tend to get, get from, from, well from cow's dairy. milk. Mm -hmm. um, so that way I can kind of get the carbs. I don't get the bloat and I feel good about everything and kind of balances everything out. So again, it, it can be baby steps, you know, add it to your coffee, maybe start with just your bowl of oatmeal in the morning and use yep. cow's milk for other things, you know, whatever it is, make a, make a small swap and see how your body reacts to it, see how you feel about it, and carry on from there. Yeah, you really have to learn what works for you and how you feel what works for your body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, another another great tip to, again, cut back is to, to add more of something good. And, you know, in this case, you want to you wanna pack in the protein. You know, cut carbs by, by cutting the cravings altogether. If you incorporate more protein into your diet, the satiating stuff will keep temptations at bay. With a protein-rich breakfast, think Greek yogurt or an omelet, for example, you'll be less likely to reach for your favorite carb-laden snacks in mid-morning. And this helps kind of improve that, you know, more protein, more post-meal satiety yep. and less snacking and kind of binge craving because you're hankering for that sugar fix. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
Oh boy! All right, yeah. this one. See, I was I was Debbie Down. I, I did I did pizza and pasta. Okay. I was I was not going to do this. Job. All right, I'm going to say cut the cocktails. Oh <laughs> man, not the drinks. Um, but just, I just love, like bread. It's another thing I'm not giving up. I on. know I'm not giving it up, but do it smarter. I I love a good cocktail like many of us do, but as we know, a lot of them can be loaded with sugary ingredients, syrups, and a lot of carbs. And the good news is you don't have to give up alcohol altogether. Just keep things simple. You know, order. A whiskey on the rocks mm-hmm. or liquor on the rocks or get a glass of wine. And another tip I have, a lot of times menus don't list out the simple syrup or the sweeteners in That's a right. cocktail. I'm in a restaurant. I'm like, oh, there's a margarita. There's a mojito. Of course there's sugar. Right. So I always ask the bartender, what are you using? Simple syrup? I either say, please leave it out of the drink or just put a touch of agave, whatever. But it's really deceptive on menus a lot of times. So yeah. I always ask my bartender. Right. If, you, if you're going to have a heavy hand on a pour, I'd mm-hmm. rather it not be the syrup. Exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> be the good use stuff. A, use a heavy pour on something else. Exactly. But it, but also like the, he, look here's the thing and it's like it's you know like I said like I said earlier like the temps are, are rising here so you know that that cool refreshing glass of wine or a cocktail mm-hmm. like and again like we said at the start this is not about going cold turkey this is not about trying to trying to do all of these tips because that would be crushing and that yeah. would be hard and challenging and that's that's when the, that's not the path to success no. so kind of, you know, choose your battles and tackle one at a time and get used to that habit. Mm-hmm. See if it works for you. And if it does, stick with it and then think about one of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And so save this one for last. Yeah, right? exactly. Or do a couple <laughs> of the others and, and keep having yeah. your cocktails and then eventually work your way around yeah. to the cocktail tip. And for even more, um, you can go to eatthis.com and search for uh, carb cutting tips. And there are just, there's hundreds there, right? We went over a few Tons here. These are that. super easy ones, ones that you can incorporate today, hopefully, if you're looking to cut back on carbs. Um, because, you know, it didn't sound so bad after all, right? Hopefully that we've helped you realize that cutting carbs doesn't have to instill the same kind of reaction that Natalie and I get from our nine-year-old when I tell him he still has homework to do before, yeah. <laughs> you know, before bedtime. No! Yeah, a lot of screaming and kicking and, and pouting. Um, with, with these easy tips and tricks, you won't even notice that you're cutting them back. So, And that's the point, right? The point is small changes that can have a big, big impact, impact over time and, and build a sustainable habit that's healthier and happier and easy to kind of manage. Yeah, and fun at the same time. And fun. You know? And delicious, exactly. by the way. Most important. You can still have your pizza. Yes. And a cocktail. <laughs> and pasta. And pasta. <laughs> well, I hope that you're enjoying the podcast and like it enough to leave us a nice rating and share it with some of your friends who may also love getting a healthy dose on the best ways to navigate the hundreds of food decisions we make each and every day. Also, for more of an insider scoop on the best foods to eat, no matter the situation, be sure to visit our website, eatthis.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at eatthisnotthat. And now you can even subscribe to our new Eat This Not That magazine. Just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. More importantly, let us know what food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that. <laughs>